Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ready to start this podcast? I am ready to start this podcast. Are you ready to tell me what the new segment is? I am ready. We have to do banter first, and then we got to do the new segment. Good. Let's call it banter in the show so that people know we're being disingenuous when we're doing it. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast where one co-host consistently lets down the other co-host. It's Aww. Uh, yeah, that's right. Feel bad for me. <laughs> and I'm Patrick. You, you didn't steal my joke. I thought you were going to steal it. Well, I thought about stealing your joke, but then I thought of just about how disappointing I am. Generally. No, 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 no. You can do the, the joke. It no, was funny. I don't, no, it's, by the end of this episode, I'm sure I'll think of a good you introductory joke. You got to just put a little, put a little like notepad okay. Okay, next to your podcasting machine, machine. <laughs> yes. and you can like have a little a little title at the top that says ethan's jokes and <laughs> like the e can be backwards but not the rest not the other e and um, when i was a kid i had one of these and it i had like one joke in it uh-huh. and then i never filled it up it Aww. was just in a blank page yeah but i feel like this always happens where i'm like yeah i'm gonna take notes and i'm gonna remember the funny things that i think of throughout the week which is what i'm sure successful funny people do it's what Seinfeld did. Yeah. So just, more or less. I know. I'm just, I, 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 I'm, this is my pledge to Patrick and to the audience. Okay. From I, now, Ethan. I, Ethan, promise to be to do funny. my best, to do my duty to God and my country, to help <laughs> other people, to be a loyal podcaster. <laughs> you really remember the Boy Scout thing. Huh? I forget like the half of it. Yeah. I went to a teen's uh, Eagle Scout ceremony a couple of months ago. and that's We hold these these goofs to be self-evident. <laughs> that all that jokes are all, created equal. All jokes. All jokes are that they are endowed with their creator with certain unalienable bits. Laughs. Okay. <laughs> that ensure domestic justice with tranquility on on top with like a cherry for ourselves and our podcasterity <laughs> yes. for for pos- jokes about your posterior nice there we go yes podcasterity was a little better but go on postec i'm gonna i'm gonna be funny again okay that's that's my swear <laughs> that's my swear. signed and dated this day thomas g jefferson the G stands for go out there and make some better jokes, Ethan. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how are you? I just wanted to apologize for that back there. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, no apology necessary. Thank you. No apology necessary. What's going um, on? How are you? So many good things are happening in my life right now. Praise God. I'm having a good time. Good. Um, Peanuts almost here. The little, the little fella. It's 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 February of 2022. Peanut is due at the end of April. 
Um, very excited. I hope he stays there as long as he needs to and not a second longer. Um, and I'm very excited to have him. And then also, Stuff at Work is going really well because oh. we're opening up Life Teen to 8th graders on February. And I've gotten so much... So many parents have called me and said, "Hey, I'm I'm signing my kid up for Life Teen. Like he so he loves Edge so much. Like we're yes. gonna do Life Teen." And yes. so like, so I I was I said to my my uh, my supervisor of our of our team on the first day of Life Teen, I was like, you know, like God, like sometimes God does the unexpected. And he like fills a boat full of fish, and he's like, yeah, like there's no there's like that's totally possible. And so I like printed out, um, I printed out like eighty sign in sheets because I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare for God to do a good thing, and. 11 kids showed up that's awesome nice. um but like that's numbers been slowly uh going down and down and down and i was like man like i'm so mad and then i thought about it yesterday and i was like oh wait the first part of that was we labored all night lord and caught nothing <laughs> and then he fills the boat and yeah. so i was like okay i guess i guess like i need to i need to be taken down a peg a bit because i learned a lot this year you know and i learned what'd you learn i learned that it's not about life teen <laughs> What? It's not about the it's not about the youth ministry. It's about the mean? kids. <gasps> and <laughs> no, what about the games, Patrick? The games. About the games. It's not about kid. Like uh, I was like, yeah, like we're gonna like like the God calls. Like, I'm like God. God's gonna call the right people to like build up this youth ministry. And one of my core team members was like, um, also he's gonna like he's calling these kids to like for his church. And I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. My bad, guys. <laughs> I seem to be focused on the thing that's in front of me and quote unquote controllable by me because uh, if I put the uh, if I put the fate of the church in my hands and if I define success as what I can control, then it'll be really easy uh, to be successful because I've defined success myself. And uh, oh yeah. no, you know yep. what they say: you can't spell <laughs> Catholic Church without Patrick Nevy. Yeah, that's what they say. They say yeah. they've been waiting for me this whole time. <laughs> Creation itself has grown until the coming of M- me. Guys. Me, I'm Obviously, here. It's, everyone and thinks, it's, and it's 8 p.m. on a Sunday night, <laughs> and we're here. And I got pizza, too much pizza because not enough people showed up. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it's been a good learning process, and like a you know the ministry is 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 um is changing me and developing me as a person. Oh, good. Which is something I want to talk about later in the oh, podcast. Oh, a topic. A little bit of the topic. Yeah, oh. but first I want to tell another good thing that happened Please. today. Yes. My church got together, my parish staff got together and we had like a whole conversation about what we're doing as a staff and like mm-hmm. how we can better like live out our mission to mm-hmm. make missionary disciples. Mm-hmm. And we focused on that one part of like make missionary disciples. We have to like actually know what it means to make a missionary disciple and then... uh communicate that to the parish because like i was like i I was exasperated and i was like i feel like a lot of our parishioners and myself included sometimes feel like we're done Mm. and we've we've completed like we we checked all the boxes Mm -hmm. i i'm not catholic but i've done all the i've done all the rituals that will get me into heaven as the drill tweet says yes um and uh, we need to like show people like hey if you're not here you still have you still have places to go and like even once you get there there's still places to go and so we've been talking about a clear path to discipleship at our parish have you read the book making missionary disciples by curtis martin who's that yes i have okay well has your staff read it no but it's it's very very cheap you could probably get a shipment of them for free if you asked um because that's probably just talking about missionary discipleship it's like the it's a very clear cut Uh, yeah it's on my uh it's on my shelf somewhere that's good 
I got it for free at a focus conference. Oh. Bought for me by the U.S. bishops. Anyway, how's your week going? Man. Pretty rough. Oh, you had a CAT scan and it was rough. I did have a CAT scan. I was singing the song Rasputin earlier. Ethan scared I, the crap out of me <laughs> earlier by I don't by know the singing. Lyrics. I don't know the lyrics to that song. And Patrick, you'll roll up the tape if we have it. We'll we'll cut it in right here. But I, it's like the lyrics are rah rah Rasputin lover. Russia's of greatest the, love machine. Russia's That's greatest one. love machine. Lover of the Russian queen he, is one of them. He went to something, da, da, da. but it's like. I, in my mind, every time I hear that, I go, he had a CAT scan and it's bad. And that's what I always say when I'm singing that song because I don't know what the lyrics are. And so I was sure. singing that and Patrick thought that I had a CAT scan. I freaked out for a second. Uh, overall, things are tough. It's a it's a tough week at work for lots of reasons that I cannot get into here on the pod. Um, the the freaking cast will maybe know eventually, but but maybe not. And that's okay. Um, if you're listening to this, just say a prayer. God will know what it's about. There was a cat that really was gone. There was a cat that really was gone. That's that's the line. Ra the, ra Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. It was a shame how he carried on. It's a shame how he carried on. Wouldn't it be great if if the song lyrics actually were he had a cat scan and it was bad? Like that would be pretty funny because it's so anachronistic. It'd be so wacky. <laughs> It'd be so zany. It'd be so redonkulous. I love I love songs about historical figures that include references to modern medical technology. That is one of my favorite subgenres. Ever, uh, you ever hear that? Do you ever hear that story of King Henry VIII's colostomy bag? <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry, Henry <laughs> had so many. What does a colostomy bag do? I don't know what it is. To it be filters with your you. poop. I think it sounds like a bag that just collects. Did your poop. I talk about? Did I talk about the poop sack on the pod? I think you might have. I think I might have. Yeah. My lovely wife, we were discussing where um, poop is stored. And I was like... (laughs) The poop sack. She was like, the poop sack. And I was like, pee is stored in the balls and poop is stored in the poop sack. sack. Yes, I think we did talk about (laughs) that. We did talk about that. You can cut this part out. We don't need to talk about poop sack twice. I will. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm open to talking about bags of poop as many times as we have to on this podcast. It's (laughs) It's honestly, it's what I signed up for here on the podcast. I know. When Patrick DM'd me first, he said, hey... I will do a podcast with you every week as long as we can talk about bags of poop once a, once a week. Yeah, no, here's what you do. You put, you put, you put, um, you put dog poop in a paper bag and then you light the paper bag on fire and knock on someone's door, run away. It's on fire. They stamp on it to put it out and they and step then in poop. like, oh man. I always thought that prank was because the burning poop smells bad. That's <laughs> what so I always thought that was. I, I'm just now realizing it that it's because it makes people step in poop. <laughs> it I makes people step in poop. Yeah. No, I, I've never thought about doing that. Because door- it's awful. So and I a, think it's also assault. <laughs> there, it would be a funny prank to these days. Let's say like your DoorDash person like tipped you really poorly. <laughs> you just light their bag of McDonald's on fire and then they're like putting it out. But then they squish their own burger. Freaking losers. Got them. I think we should That's do that. That's so funny. <laughs> I get a DoorDash just to do that once. What are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah, exactly. They already, if I fired them. Yeah, I know? fired their food. You know what I mean? I, I saw I heard you wanted this charbroiled. Oh my gosh! No, this is your probably, punishment for ordering a Whopper on it's DoorDash. Probably, probably too much of a paper trail there to make that worth my time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they do know exactly. So the solution is, is just to, just to, just to get, just to show up at someone's house, 
and light a bag of fast food on fire. No, here's what I here's what I do. Here's what I do. Yeah. The door, when the DoorDash guy comes, I'll just sit outside in my apartment complex. When the DoorDash guy comes up, he's like, hey, I got an order for like 1307 or whatever. Can you let me in? Yeah. And I'll just be like, yeah, sure. Actually, you know what, man? I'll take that in for you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. I'll be like, yeah, appreciate it, man. We'll call each other man because that's what mans do. They just say man all the time. Fella. And I'll take it inside with my key because I have a key. Into and the I'll building. go in mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll put it there mm-hmm. and then I'll just light the bag on fire. Yeah. And no one will think it's me because why? And I'll, they'll probably before court, they'll have handcuffs in. And I'll yeah. be like, I'll be, they'll be like, Patrick Nevy, did you set that fire? And be like, why would I do that? I live in the building. And they'd be like, dang. You, may, you can go. And then someone check, stands up and says, hey, hate. that was attempted arson. You say, no, no. <laughs> no. Everyone knows you that idiot. The, everyone knows that the McNuggets are undercooked. I was just making sure that this my gentleman neighbor yeah. had healthy nugs. I was just trying to help him with his nugs, and also we've established I didn't do it, but I'm I did. thinking about the other things we could light on fire. So let's say maybe you have a doormat. Uh-huh. You light that thing on fire. Someone tries to stamp it out, and they just break their foot on the concrete underneath <laughs> the doormat. Yeah. So that that one's a bit more violent. Sure. Is there anything else that you could light on fire? Um, you, you take like a, you take like a, um, you take a bag of money, you mm-hmm. put money in it yeah. and you light yeah. that on fire. They step on it to put it out. Then, oh my gosh, they stepped on money No, that they, they're like, oh no, I stepped on money. I defaced. This is no longer 10. This is no longer tender for all debts, legal, pub, legal tender for all debts, public and private because I destroyed it. It's a federal crime to destroy money even. Yes, but it's good for the economy. It is good for the economy. Um, Interesting. How many of uh, the things that are good for the economy wind you up in jail these days? (laughs) Um, Did you hear that story of the the uh, the armored truck that overturned on the highway and like a bunch of money? Is this a joke? No, no, no. no. This happened. An armored. You ever heard the one about the armored truck that flipped over on the? (laughs) No, there was a there was an armored truck that overturned on the highway, and there were like bills flying everywhere, and people were obviously getting out of their car and picking up the dollar bills. Grab them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what anyone would do if you were in essentially the real world equivalent of a money tube. You know those things like that. Yeah. But um, since we're all idiots and uh, we all need to document literally everything, people were filming it and posting it on the internet, and so uh, they they filmed someone picking up money, putting it in their purse, and going to the car. And so that they they identified the woman in the video. She didn't even post it. She was just someone who was there doing doing what anyone would have done. Yeah. Um and they they convicted her of a federal crime. Wow. Because it's a, because she robbed an armored truck essentially Dang. according to the law, which is um is goofy. We live in a surveillance state of our own creation even. We did this to ourselves. Speaking of living in a surveillance state, I got a new segment that I would like to introduce. <laughs> It actually has nothing to do with surveillance. Either. This is a this is a segment that we call uh, "Stop Listening." If Matt Fred wants you to stop listening to his podcast that bad, you can just listen to ours instead. That's true. Yeah. Uh, welcome to a segment I like to call Pittsburgh News. This is a news from Pittsburgh. I looked up a headline and I'm going to share it with you because is this like Florida thing. Man? But it's kind of like Florida Man, but it's called Pittsburgh News, and we're going to have a fun little Regan's going to make us a fun little news bumper for this. Are we going to tell him this before? No, no, no. He's going to hear about it right now for this. We're going to have the second episode is going to have the Pittsburgh <laughs> News bumper. This is like this is like um, clerically speaking, telling Nick that they need a bumper when he edits the show. That is but, correct. But instead, we post the show and then yes. <laughs> I might tell him in advance. I was just thinking, you know, we need to get more local, right? We talk about all these things that are so esoteric, you know, things that are just 
could be in anything, right? Yeah. I want to talk about what's happening in your neck of the woods. Sure. You can talk about the greater Pittsburgh area. Man shot in both legs inside downtown Pittsburgh apartment building. He's alive, so we can laugh at it. Okay, sure. A man is fighting for his life, and police are searching for the person who shot him inside a downtown Pittsburgh apartment building on Monday night. Uh, police said that the shooting happened around 9.30 p.m. in an 11th floor suite of the venue apartments on Stanwick's Street. They shot him inside an apartment? It's How very scary. How they get scary. a cannon that powerful? It's very scary that something like that <laughs> could happen, said Bella Duran Shed. <laughs> All three names in there. Uh, who lives on the 15th floor of the apartment building. She They're was unaware. Doxing. They just dox people in local newspapers. It's crazy that, that just anybody could be on the news. No, and, and when, I was, when, yeah. I was in, when I was in journalism class... They were like, here's how you do it. You say, like, this person of this street. Mm-hmm. Because you could have, like, two Ethan Stevies living in it's true. Oklahoma City. So, you know, you, you say Ethan Stevie of, and then believe this out, like I said, your address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you yes. should do. You're not going to do it, are you? No, well, I might. Okay. She was unaware of the shooting that had happened just four floors below her. Obviously, I'm in shock. She said, "That's like me saying I don't know what's what's going on in the upper crust of our atmosphere. Like, how are you supposed to know what's going on? The upper uh, crust of our atmosphere, yeah. The, you know, the atmosphere, <laughs> in the, the old atmosphere in the ground, you know? <laughs> otherwise known as the Earth. <laughs> what do they call the atmosphere in the ground? What are that's called again? The what's, ground, what, Ethan. What is it? What is it actually called? Somebody needs to look up the Wikipedia for land the, again. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorology is just geology in the sky. Okay, that's what." Obviously, I'm in shock. She said, "I never would have expected." All sciences are just geology, but a different place. Every every science. Oh gosh, biology is just geology inside you, and astronomy is just geology of every other geo. Mathematics is just geology on a whiteboard. (laughs) Geology. (laughs) Geometry is just geology with a different suffix. Geometry is just geology with. Squares. (laughs) Squares. <laughs> anyway, obviously I'm in shock. She said, I never would expect something like this to happen. I always thought that this apartment building was a very safe place. Capital mm-hmm. B, capital S, capital P. It's unclear what led up to the violent incident. But police said one man was shot in both legs. <laughs> so that that sentence really gets me because... That's pretty clear, yeah. Only, only one guy has been shot, right? Like... <laughs> It's unclear what led up to the violent incident, but police said one man was shot in both legs, as if there's like potential other people who have been shot in this building. <laughs> one guy got shot, both legs. I'm so I'm just I don't know too much about Pittsburgh, right? This guy probably owed someone money. It's just crazy to me that like you would go to a nice, safe apartment building, mm-hmm. all the, ride the elevator up to the eleventh floor, kick in someone's door, and shoot them in both legs, unless you were connected to some kind of steel mafia. Yeah, and you, sure. this guy owed you money because people are nobody's very... trying to kill someone and shoots them in both legs. <laughs> Especially in an apartment building. Like if you, if I'm trying to kill you, right, and I, I shoot the shot, and I miss because it's we're in a kerfuffle. I hit you in one leg. The second shot that I'm taking, I'm going to be getting your your chest or He's maybe like, your I'm going to go up. Head. I'm going to go, go up. Right. Side. I'm going to adjust. Right. But it's like I shoot you in one leg. Very unlikely that I would shoot you in the second leg if I was trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. 
It's definitely a money thing. I mean, people yeah. people who live in very safe places are under the impression that violent crime is random. That's simply not the case. It's not the case at all. Officers wrapped the men's legs with tourniquets until paramedics arrived to rush him to a hospital in critical condition. It's unfortunate. Why was the I... hospital in critical condition? <laughs> it's Sorry, unfortunate. Not... <laughs> I hope the person's okay. Said That's Steve the second Perry. time I've done that with prepositional phrases. Neighbors told Channel 11 News the 11th and 12th floors of the building were just renovated, and many of the people who live on those floors are new. So a guy, he's made a lot of money. Maybe he's some kind of bookie. Maybe this is connected to the recent Super Bowl the big game, as it were. Maybe this guy owed owed a bit of money. He thought he had made it off Scott clean, moves into the new apartment. The guy becomes too back. much money on the Cincinnati Bengals or whoever lost. I don't know who lost. It's uh, uh you're not going to be betting on the spread anymore because <laughs> he can't spread legs. his legs anymore because his legs are, are shot. Yeah, are shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You uh, owe us an arm and a leg, but I'll take both <laughs> both of your legs. I'm gonna. T- <laughs> you 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 bet on you bet on the calves, but that's the wrong sport. So I'm you gonna bet take. On, I'm gonna take on, your calves. <laughs> you you bet on black, so I'm uh-huh. betting on red. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that one's too hard. <laughs> Police have not named any suspects in their investigation, nor have they released the victim's name. If you know anything about what happened, you're asked to contact Pittsburgh Police. That's all that we've got for the man shot in both legs inside downtown Pittsburgh apartment building. That concludes this this week's segment of Pittsburgh News. We're going to be coming at you with live segments, keeping you updated on whether or not Patrick's life is in danger every single week. Very excited about the new segment, Pittsburgh News. One thing thing I love about critiquing uh, local news stories is trying to figure out if their prepositions communicate what happened clearly. Sure. You're telling me that your favorite thing about something is nitpicking the grammar? I don't believe it. Oh, it's so funny. I am shocked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's I think it's hilarious to think about what a hospital in critical condition is. He was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Um, why was the hospital in critical condition? The other somebody get a tourniquet is, on this hospital's legs. <laughs> somebody in this hospital was shot in both legs. Um, yeah, this is great because again, obviously, incredibly violent. I just don't believe like that this man was innocent, right? Like, there's no way he if I was going to be shot. Well, maybe he didn't deserve to be shot, but like. No, I'm saying definitely he didn't deserve to be shot. He definitely, he, 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 p- he potentially did not deserve to be shot. <laughs> but this jury's is still just, out on whether or not this man deserved to be shot in both legs. Yeah, the jury's been deliberating for, for weeks. And I, I'm just saying, like, if you live, if I'm a guy who's just walking around wanting to kill innocent people, or at the very least maim, I'm not going to go to the 11th floor just to kick in some guy's door and shoot him in both of his legs, right? <laughs> Sure. I'm going to find a guy on ground level. I'm not going up any stairs. <laughs> I'm not going up the escalator. I'm the not elevator. pushing any buttons. I'm not pushing any buttons. I'm not going to risk carrying a gun down a hallway. Right? That's just a lot. I mean, it's definitely targeted, if that's what you're saying. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's definitely targeted. So it's like, yeah. I don't I don't feel bad joking about this guy because he's mixed up in something that maybe he shouldn't have been mixed he up in. He shouldn't have been mixed up in this guy, man. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He's like, maybe he moved there recently because he was like trying to get away from some people. And they were like, listen, man, we found you. So you better pony up. As they say, or, or, and you know what we do with ponies with broken legs? We, All right? we break their back two legs. We, we keep break breaking them. <laughs> we <laughs> keep going until we, we run out of legs. <laughs> <laughs> we keep going until we run out of legs. And then, you know what we do? We move on to the arms. That's what we do. <laughs> we move on to the horse's arms. And then, you know what we do? We pull out each individual tooth. 
This is just, we're just, you know, now you're just beating a maimed horse. Uh, so top that if you can for your topic. But oh my gosh, well no, this is uh, not at all related to the. So, so you're telling me this segment is just you. <laughs> You found an interesting news story that happened to be in Pittsburgh, and you yes. wanted to talk about it. I, that is correct. Okay. And we're going to do it every week. Okay. <laughs> There's always news gonna... in Pittsburgh. That's a crazy. It's the 68th largest city in, in the United States of America, population of a little over 300,000. Well known for the industry of steel. Also, currently, a lot of tech companies. A lot of health. A lot of healthcare. health companies. Health of, companies? Uh, they just produce health in factories? <laughs> <laughs> they make those little pills that you can take and it boosts your health bar. Yeah. You just, you just gobble them up. They make slurp juice, as There's, the Fortniters say. Yeah. So I just, I'm, uh, it's the second most populous city in Pennsylvania behind Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, you looked up the Wikipedia page for Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's at the confluence of the Allegheny River and the Monongahela River. It, which Monongahela forms, and Allegheny, but yeah. Which forms the Ohio River. It's, uh, it's also, believe it or not, it's known as the City of Bridges. For its 446, you didn't know this, 446 bridges. You knew more exactly. Than, more than Venice. It could be more than Venice. More People, than Venice. Some more word on the street Venice. is that there are more than Venice in the word bridge. More than the bridge is. Yeah, bridge but that's, just, that's mostly because Pittsburgh's a driving 30 skyscrapers, okay. two inclined railways, a pre-revolutionary fortification, Yep. and the Point State Park. There's going to be a lot of content coming out of this city, right? I think yeah. Pittsburgh could be the next Chicago. <laughs> think pittsburgh could be the next pittsburgh is the old chicago what are you talking about <laughs> it's the gateway it's the gateway to the west until the west moved and that was chicago until the west sure. moved again that was st louis yeah i think cincinnati at one point was the gateway to the west the commonwealth of pennsylvania has a lot to offer okay and i think one of its biggest offerings it's not philadelphia everyone knows it's a lawless no that's just the capital of new jersey chaos. it's just the capital of new jersey we're talking about pittsburgh and we're going to be talking about Pittsburgh for the rep. If if you think maybe you want to do like a, oh, let's give Ethan a break. We're going to do the Oklahoma City. News. No, we're not doing Oklahoma City. News. <laughs> we're talking about Pittsburgh news, right? Nothing goes on in Oklahoma City. What? Uh, a guy got dust in his eyes. That's what happened in Oklahoma City. Actually, that's quite literally what happened to you, isn't it? It did, it did happen to me today. <laughs> you got pollen in your eyes. We, wind, wind speeds of up to 25 miles an hour. Can I tell you about, I went on a run this morning. I was on a slight incline. The wind started blowing in my face. It felt like... I was in a dream and I was trying to run, but I couldn't go anywhere. My calves were on fire. I wish the guy would have come along, shot me in both of my legs so that I could have been done with my run. It was awful. I wish a guy would have randomly come along at ground level with a gun and shot me in both yes, of my legs. Th- thank goodness I wasn't running at the 11th story of an apartment building or else I really would have been in danger. That's why mom always said stay off the 11th floor. You never know who's walking around with guns. <laughs> Shoot that's, you in both of the legs. That's true. I mean, that's... Honestly, like we talk a lot about mother's wisdom on this podcast. That's one that doesn't get repeated often enough, which is never <laughs> under any circumstances stay in an apartment building on the 11th floor on the 11th floor when the hospital is in critical condition. Okay. Uh, my topic is about the spiritual life. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is, um, this we're not is, always uh, going to have such violent news from Pittsburgh, but the unfortunate reality is that most of the news that comes out of Pittsburgh is pretty pretty violent so most of the news that comes out of pittsburgh is violent let me read you some of the things that i saw most today. news is violent ethan pittsburgh weather temperatures approach 60 degrees uh eight places in pittsburgh that do tofu right that's some that's violent to me uh women critically injured in walmart parking lot shooting 
Braddock Hills man pleads guilty to having guns stolen from retired Pittsburgh cop. Shooting in Pittsburgh Marshall Shadeland neighborhood sends one to hospital. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? I picked the one that sounded funniest. Man shot in both legs inside downtown <laughs> Pittsburgh apartment. <laughs> what do you want from me? Did he shoot him in both legs individually or did he shoot both legs through one hole? Maybe it was one bullet, two legs. <laughs> that two would make legs a lot more bullet. sense. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe he tried to shoot him while he was sleeping. Sleeping on his side. He was sleeping on his side. He was upside down. He thought he was aiming for like the head and neck area. <laughs> Got him through both of his legs. Mom always said never sleep on the 11th floor of an apartment building. Yeah. Or if you do, sleep upside down. Sleep upside down. So, that so they think shot in the legs. So you get shot in the legs and not in the <laughs> face. Oh, huh. man. I need to, we need to come down from this this mood because I was going to talk about like interior castle. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you had such serious no, uh, no, 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 things no, no. to <laughs> We need to get good at the transition. We, we can't have... We've been marketed as the the premier comedy and spirituality podcast for young adults. We have. That's by by focus. Focus, focus right? has said this. People are going to listen to this episode and they're going to be expecting high highs and low lows, right? Mm-hmm. You have to provide the transition. You got to live was in the, the they, in they the posted space. our podcast last, which I feel like is a place of honor. Yeah, it's going to be the first one that people see when they look up the Seek 22 podcast right after the Ted Shree one. Who? <laughs> Um, okay. So podcast. Sorry, I should be better. I should, I should be better prepared for Pittsburgh news segment since we've been doing it since the beginning. We have even before I lived there. Long running Um, segment. Okay. So I have been, I've been, um, reading the fulfillment of all desire by Ralph Martin. And I don't want to talk too much about my own reflections in my own prayer life. Yes. I wouldn't want to be honest. No, no, it's just that there's new things going on. I don't want to do that yes. thing that you do when the yeah. new thing happens you start talking about on the podcast. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, but I've, I was reading something. Okay. This morning. Nice. I'm going to pull it up. You know me, I always have Interior Castle just in my back pocket. So I, nice. just, I literally just pulled it out. Um, I was reading... Which mansion are we in? We're... I don't... <laughs> one of the... Uh, D- Father David uh, Paternostro, uh, on uh, one of those Twitter priests, um, he mentioned that a friend of his in seminary used to uh, announce at breakfast which mansion he was in every day. It's <laughs> such a seminarian thing. I know. It's <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I'm on the 11th floor of my mansion. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a dangerous place to be. You don't know uh, who's it's pretty, pretty scared. Did, did scared. she write about that at all? Who's <laughs> Teresa have love any advice? Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. 11 story mansions. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, I kind of want to talk about two things. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the thing that St. Catherine of Siena calls being proficient. Okay. Or no, John of the Cross talks about being proficient. Sure. Um, proficient. He talks about the proficience, and in the way that Ralph Martin has the the spiritual journey set up, he puts like the um, the the purgative way is like the the servant mindset, and then the illuminative way is the mercenary mindset, and then the unitive way is the spousal mindset of the soul. So like in the in the intermediary in the illuminative way, the soul is kind of is not not pursuing God for selfish reasons, but is pursuing it pursuing Him for profit. So like you're doing you're pursuing God out of a fear of hell, then you're doing you're pursuing God out of a desire for heaven, and then you're pursuing God for his own sake. Um and there's nothing wrong with any of those, but the goal is obviously to pursue God for his own sake, but you have to pass through the first three the first two ways to do it. So John of the Cross calls the second group, the second stage, the proficients, who for all intents and purposes are living a good Catholic life. <gasps> Dangerous. And I know. And I was convicted of this recently because, and I, and I talked about it today at our staff meeting, is I'm, I'm afraid that um, Teresa of Avila says there's, there's no reason, if, if God has brought you to a good Catholic life, there's no reason why God won't bring you to the seventh mansion, like all the way to the end. There's no reason why you won't experience tastes of heaven in this life if you, if, if you open yourself up and desire God and like he continues to give you these graces. The things that get in the way are ourselves and um, are thinking ourselves to be done mm-hmm. and finished in the spiritual life. And um, I I was reading through my, my notes in the interior castle. I read through it way, way, way too fast when I first read it. Um, and I looked back at my notes and... Um, I should have looked up the thing before I got on the pod. Um, That's all right. I I spent 10 minutes trying to come up with an intro joke. (laughs) So I think we have some room to Uh, to play. I have known known a few souls who have reached this state. Uh, The state is the third mansion. So it's like someone is who is pretty much, you know, they may venially sin sometimes, but they're not doing mortal sin. They're praying, you know, they're doing their holy hour, maybe holy half hour. Maybe they're going adoration every week, that sort of thing. For all intents and purposes, living a good holy Catholic life. Yes. I've known a few souls who have reached this state. Teresa says, uh, many years lived an upright and carefully ordered life. Um, and then his majesty sends them tests. And they've become so restless and depressed in spirit that these people have exasperated me. So she says, they've lived a carefully ordered life, both in soul and in body. And then after all these years, when it seems as if they have gained a mastery over the world, or at least must be completely detached from it, God tests them. And then they're just so frustrated with these tests that they bother even Teresa. Um, it has made me thoroughly afraid for them. It is no use offering them advice, for they've been practicing virtue for so long they think they're capable of teaching others and have ample justification for feeling exasperated and frustrated mm-hmm. with God mm-hmm. and his trials. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like this this third mansion seems to be a huge hurdle, like oh, getting yeah. out of this third mansion and into the fourth. And like, 
and what's crazy is that even the I read through the fourth mansion today as well, and even the fourth mansion has its has its problems because she essentially says that if you get to the fourth mansion and then you fall, it's like catastrophic to your soul unless you repent really quickly. Sure. Um, anyway, it, and he says that, it says that in the fourth mansion the devil can do a lot of harm because in the fourth mansion the unite the natural is united to the supernatural, so you can trick yourself into thinking that you're um, you're able to demand things of God at your own will and not his. But the third mansion seems to have this, um, I'm not a spiritual director, so I don't want to like analyze this, but I'm trying to come at this from a personal a personal standpoint where it's like, um, been there in the third mansion where you're like, I don't know if you've experienced this where you're like, oh, I'm proficient. I can start teaching people now. And then God sends me trials and I'm like, this is bad. God, how dare you? I do all good things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that mindset, that hurdle is such a hard, I don't want to say mindset because it sounds like my rise and grind, but spiritual direct, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's such a hard, hard, uh, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of our listeners are, are people who are living good, holy Catholic lives and I don't want them to um, stay stuck here i want them to experience i mean i want to experience all the good things that god has to offer in this life mostly because they're mostly because i desire heaven which is selfish but hey you know we got to start somewhere it's true so your your thesis thus far is i think we should progress in mm-hmm. the spiritual life yes okay okay I'm with and, you so far. Got it. All right. And, and I think that big a. so in in reading in reading the I I think one of the big hurdles is this like feeling of being done. Okay. And another one mm-hmm. another one is a really good point that I read um that I read uh that doctor or sorry, I don't know if he's a doctor, but Ralph Martin said I think he's a doctor. He might be a doctor. That Ralph Martin said was um desiring holiness for personal peace like desiring do we desire holiness because it will give us the lord or do i desire holiness because i want to live a peaceful life on earth and not be bothered by my sins and my weakness i i want the second one me too and yes. i don't like that in myself i i think it's fine because Everything is so loud all the time. <laughs> and can't I just get a little peace and quiet? I think that's a good question. So I, th- it, I love that you said that because this is something I've been wrestling with for a, a minute. It goes back to the question of desire. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a lot of people who are stuck being average second mansion, first mansion, outside the castle Catholics because they have no freaking clue like what their desires are. Right, like I actually believe that God has spoken something to you, Patrick, and spoken something to me, Ethan, and spoken something to you, uh, Taylor. I know you're listening to this. You're sitting on the toilet right now. Stand up, Jeez. clean yourself off. <laughs> I've always wanted to like do that. And, like, Why would you right. choose a unisex name, Ethan? I well, it's higher hit ratio. That's fair, you know? I guess. Yeah, I don't want to talk to the ladies on the toilet. That's a private time. I'll talk to the fellas on the toilet. Hey, Roberto. Hey, get up off the Jonathan on the toilet <laughs> up top. The... Hey, hey! down low, under the stall. All, right. um, all the fellas in the chat who enjoy talking to other fellas on the pot, uh, join the Discord, and we can start a boys in the bathroom channel. A group that, poop DM. <laughs> group, group poop DM. Uh, no ladies allowed. Anyway, no ladies. Okay. 
what was I saying? So everybody, you've yeah. been given a, a a unique call in the midst of your vocation. Like obviously, your your vocation is to to be married to Phoebe, right? Like you, yes. that is your specific vocation. Pretty like, sure. Mar- be married to this person, and then within that, we made like, a deal. So, <laughs> who? Me and Phoebe. Okay, we made a deal. It's before called the, the sacrament of marriage. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> now you can't make a deal before marriage. It's called a prenuptial agreement. It's illegal. What if I made a deal with my wife before we got married, and it was, "Hey, do you want to get married on August the seventh? <laughs> That's a prenuptial it's, agreement. It's, it's called an, it's it being engaged. Would you um, like to go to Cracker Barrel today? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, there's a lot of people. Like it kind of is, there's levels, right? There's a lot of people called to marriage. There's only one person that's called to marry Phoebe. There's only, and and even within that, like God is asking you to do particular things that he's not asking every married person to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's asking you to be a, a, a youth minister and he's asking you to be a good intellectual boy and a writer <laughs> and a podcaster and all these things that like not everybody is invited to do. Not everybody needs a podcast. Most people shouldn't have them worth examining same thing for me right called to marriage called to marry specifically with emma uh specifically having this this real estate job and like doing this community thing like there's levels to what mm-hmm. like what we're invited to do and i think when we like when we pray regularly and like we have like you'd have regular check-ins with your spouse mm-hmm. you know like hey are we going in the right direction you know is there anything that like i can do differently is there do you feel like you know our our family is growing the way that we think we should, you know, all these things. Like maybe it's yearly, maybe it's monthly, maybe it's weekly to like different levels and degrees. But it's like you have a check-in with people that you love about your desires. Like what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, like what what is on your heart? Might be a better way to say it. Um, and that's the space where you can say, well, I really like, I kind of want to live out on some land. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I want to do this or I want to change jobs or I think we should have another kid or I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And I feel like we don't check in on our desires with God ever. And so we like, we default to like the last desire that we knew that we had from God. And like, we, we never, we never go any deeper than that. Right. Like how many people like maybe in a moment of prayer realize like, Oh, I need to marry this woman. And then they get married and then they go 20 years and they never like check in with God for a deeper desire. You see what I mean? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Or like people yeah. in the third, like, so this is what I mean. This is a long build up, but like people in the third mansion, they know that they have this desire to like live a holy life, go to confession, go to adoration. But then like when it comes, they, they, like they said, they feel like they're done. And I feel like if people in the third mansion, like went into their heart and allowed like God to speak something directly to their soul about like what, and, and it was like a regular thing. Like what is my unique, unrepeatable vocation in this life on this earth? Like, what do you want to do with me? then I feel like you're stuck in those, those moments for less time mm-hmm. because you're not, because it sounds like the problem with the third mansion people is that they're static. I feel like the reason that we're static is because we aren't listening to like the next thing that's going to, cause God sometimes maybe like deeper in the mansions, I don't really know anything, but probably only in unique situations is God going to like ask you to do something that doesn't align with like a desire that he's given you, you know, like there's obviously suffering, Right. Yeah. And there, there are certainly situations where you just know 
okay, I have to do this thing, but it will be because of a greater desire. Like, let's say God asks you to take some job that you don't really want or like, man, so maybe there's like a, a natural reality. Like you have a, a child with some kind of disability and you like, that is really hard and you don't want to do that, mm. you know, on a human level. But like you, you've already, there is a desire that supersedes that that's greater, right? Which is a desire to like love God and love my children. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like we, we never rarely in America, especially as men get in touch with like, what are our great desires that are like motivating us? You know, like St. Ignatius of Loyola, you asked him like, what do you desire? He could tell you like with his whole heart, how, like how, how much he wanted to evangelize and how specifically he was invited to go and do that with the Jesuits, you know? And like, you ask some guy on the street or like even a holy third mansion person, what do you desire? Well, I just want to be, I want more peace. I want to be a good guy. That's where I feel like there's a problem. Yeah, I think it's just we're, we're satisfied with the fact that we're not in one and two. And, oh, yeah. And a friend, a friend jokingly was like, I want to I know what level. He like kind of pejoratively was like, I want to know what level of the video game I'm on. You know, and I don't want to put it like that where it's like, you know, we got to get to level three so we can go on to level four and five and six. Because like the more the more you progress, the the more obvious it is that it was God all along moving oh, yeah. you. And I think it seems to be in the middle place where it's like, it's in this in this mid in this middle area. So many people seem to have. So many of us seem to be in this place where, I don't know. I'm just thinking about where I was in 2018 when I first read Interior Castle and I wrote these things, and I was like, I am firmly in the third mansion. And then what happened to me as I in those in that time, I was like, trials were hitting. And I was angry about it. And I was like mad and not accepting them as purifying. But they were purifying, even if I wasn't accepting them. It's like the medicine still cures you even if you hate it and don't like it. Um so like I so I I'm speaking of myself when I say this. Like I wanted to be I wanted to just be like peaceful and living a good life and be the cool um, be the cool youth minister and the cool speaker and cool podcaster that has the cool things. And, and you are those things. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to be those things. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. sad as I was content with being those things. Yes. And I think mansions three and four have so much like danger warning. Do not like, don't like beware, be careful. And like, there's so you see you, you, th- these these public falls, these catastrophic falls, I have this, like the way that Teresa was talking about it, it seems like these happen to the people that are in the third and fourth mansion where like they're following God and they're just fine. And then they stop letting him work and he withdraws his help from them and they just plummet. And it's worse than if they had fallen in the first or second mansion because at least they were aware they were sinners. But at this point, they're not aware that they're sinners anymore. Oh no. You know, like I'm not aware that I'm a sinner anymore. And you know what's crazy? I Tell was like, me. I, I I don't think those Ten Commandment examination of consciences are good for your whole life. Because I, I was, understand. I went like I I was I have like the, I went to conf- this. Okay, this is again me talking about a personal experience that I. Told That's okay. Like, you're a human I guy, I, man. I just I don't know. I wrote this thing. I want to. Sh- I didn't want to share it. I didn't want it to be like oh I wrote this thing and it, I wrote an examination of conscience for myself. Oh man, I can't believe you would reveal that. I was so prideful of you to say that. I just don't want like I, I I don't want to do it for duplicitous reasons, but I don't I don't want to like I don't want to be like I post I I don't want to like post anyway. Shut up, Patrick. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. That's you. You took the words right out of my mouth. 
And um, I, it, it's based on it's based on the the, the thing that I read in. Um, you wrote something that helps you pray. <laughs> People do that all the time. Okay, I wrote something that helps me pray. Yeah, and um, it helped me examine my conscience. And yeah, it was based. It was I, I was reading the um the seven deadly sins of the spiritual life that Ralph Martin put in the fulfillment of all desire and he wrote all these like spiritual these spiritual things down and i was like oh i think these correspond with like failures to live out a beatitude and so i connected them listed out the beatitudes and i wrote examinations and i was like these are worse (laughs) like these sins are worse yeah i never understood i was always like oh you know like when when saints are like when paul was like i'm the worst sinner i'm like okay paul shut up you know what i mean like there are people fornicating and and like murdering and no, no 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 these are worse these are what caused those things. Yes. Like these are these are the attitudes that I have allowed to continue in my heart that were the cause of my sinfulness when I was young. And I have left them there. I've let them sit there. And I think for some reason, because like the tops of the weeds have been chopped off, the roots aren't going to grow again. But that's not true. That's not how and so the work. fact that I've allowed them to persist is totally my fault. And that's worse. It's worse. Ooh, man. I, and, and it's like, I think we should stop pretending that believing you're, you're a worse sinner the more you progress into the spiritual life is some kind of pious. I think I need to stop pretending it's some kind of pious nicety that holy people say. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. Be convicted that you are a sinner and repent. <laughs> like, I, that's what I, I, I was thinking about this. And I'm like, I want to tell people because I, I, I'm realizing that I was doing something wrong. And I'm I'm I've, I'm so sorry <laughs> because like I've I've sat on this podcast and I've been I've pretended to be a teacher and I've pretended to be a I mean I've tried to be those things and I like I was I was sort of aware of how hard and how like James chapter three like let not, let not all of you be teachers and that sort of thing but I think I think I was moderately aware of that but like I'm more aware of it now and I really I really want to help all of us go to that seventh mansion like I I think that God has done an amazing thing where he's used he's created a movement of people in his church in America that young people at our age that can probably be marked in the third or fourth mansion you know like that's an incredible thing yeah and like teresa said that if you make it here there's no reason why you why god can't take you all the way if you want him to and yeah. so i guess my like my I'm, like, I became convicted of myself. I'm like, I want to go there. And I became convicted for Phoebe. I was like, I want to take you there. And I want you to go there. And I want you to go there, Ethan. And I want all of our Thanks. listeners to go there too. Until someone holier and smarter than me uh, tells me that I'm anywhere further along than the second mansion, I just I will refuse to believe it. I, I'm i going to live my whole life as if I'm never leaving that mansion. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to know about the third mansion. I don't want to know about the bad things that happen to you when you're a bad guy in the third mansion because yeah. that's scary. You go and back and never, you go back and you go in and out. You, it's not I a never, it's not a it's not a levels thing. If I never read the book, I've read the book like halfway through. I didn't understand the book. I don't want to pick it up again because I'm afraid that I'll understand more and then I will be culpable. So <laughs> I'm going to choose to never read it. <laughs> That way God can't be mad at me for uh, anything. This is the key, Patrick. You got to be dumb like me. What you're saying in James reminded me of something else in James. James 1, 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who observes his natural face in a mirror. For if he, For he observes himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But... Now you're thinking he's going to talk about mirrors again and like do some kind of thing, but he doesn't. So, he <laughs> But he who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, 
and perseveres, being no hearer that forgets, but a doer that acts, he shall be blessed in his doing. So this is the crazy thing about the Bible, because you think it's going to zig and it zags. So <laughs> we've, we're setting up this cool thing about like, this guy forgets what he looks like when he looks in the mirror and he's a hearer of the word and not a doer, but a doer of the word, someone who really believes it, he like reads a book. <laughs> he's, he's really deep in the law. We're not going to talk about mirrors anymore. We're just like, this is, there's just, they're like completely starkly different. Like, yeah. And it's not, it's not really about, you know, like self-reflection or any of these things. It's like, can you actually just like know who you are through the lens of like the word of God? And that is, it's terrifying because we all have a Bible in our house, right? We all have the access to the catechism, the old CCC. We all have access to the internet. There's no reason to not be completely and 100% like uh, striving to get your mind in line with the church, but then also striving to get your soul united with God. And uh, some of you might be working in like, you know, child factories where you're working 18 hours a day. I don't think that's the case. Like we all have time to pray, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, man, we focus so much on being hearers of the word, right? Like we just had this whole seat conference. You're listening to this podcast right now. You can consume anything. But what happens, right? You're going to no, end this right. podcast. Yeah. This podcast is going to be done. And you're going to be like, wow, that was really impactful for me. And you're going to freaking forget. <laughs> like you're going to forget what this podcast was about probably in an hour. I'm going to text you, Taylor, who was on the toilet earlier. I'm going to text you. I'm going to say, hey, you remember what the podcast was about? And you'll be like, no, I don't remember. Because I just heard it and I didn't resolve to change anything. Maybe that's this podcast. Maybe that's the Bible. Maybe you listen to the whole Bible in a year. And you kind of like tuned out during all the Isaiah parts. <laughs> How you dare know? you tell me what I did? No. <laughs> I had to I had to stop at the prophets and then like finish out the rest of the Bible and year, go back to the prophets and intentionally do it. Because I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to zone out if I just try to there's power just, through the prophets. too much. So it's like you have to be a doer. You have to look intently into the perfect law, the perfect law of God. And like allow the heart of Jesus to like light you on fire. Mm-hmm. Right? Open up your, your soul to him and allow him to speak things to you that are true. Yeah. It, instead of just sitting down, doing all the things you're going to do, read, 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 listen, listen, listen. Da, 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 da. Okay, God, this was also great. Thank you so much. You're so good to me. I love serving you and living for you. This is awesome. Okay, bye. Sucks. <laughs> God bless you. But I guess like I've just been reconvicted Yeah. that like intellectually, we talk about this, the head, the heart, the popcorn lung. We, we, well, we talk about deep cut. We talk about this like intellectual knowledge, like, well, God's not finished with me yet. I'm a work in progress. It's in my Instagram bio, you know, but like they're really, the reason I, I was worried about the same thing you were, I was like, I don't want to know about the spiritual life. I don't, I, I purgative, illuminative, unitive. Sure. But we'll talk about that. Um, I don't want to know anything about the mansions. I don't want to assign myself to one. Um, I, I would, I'm not going to let myself think that I'm in one until I have a spiritual director who tells me like pretty much you said, but reading it has been helpful because I understand now that, um, it's really all, it was, it's God all the way down. It's like, it's not, Dang. and there's also, there's no, there's no end. There's no done. There's no finish. There's no finish line except for death. 
And so unless you're dead, you're not done. And like, I know that, but I've become more convicted of it. And like, even if you look at these different types of prayer that she talks about, it's like, Mm -hmm. even if you pray every day, you're not done. Right. Because prayer can be deeper. It can always be deeper. She has this analogy of like different types of prayers, like the, the grace of going to the well and pulling up a bucket yourself and watering your garden versus like pumping water through an aqueduct that waters your garden versus a garden that's built right next to a river and the water flows right into it versus like a a torrential downpour on top of the garden only. And it's just like, there's, there's different ways that like that, that, that prayer works where it's like you're um, the amount of the amount of you that's operating versus the amount of God that's operating. And like the highest prayer is just God operating, but like no one gets there for a long period of time in this life. And so like, even if you've hit that point, you're not going to be there every day. So there's always more of God because you're little and he's huge. And even those words aren't adequate enough to describe the disparity of, of, of bigness. And, and I just, I don't know. I think there's a, there's a real temptation in me. I think I share this temptation with a lot of other people to want to be done and want to be finished, but there is no finished. There is no done. And I really hope that we can, because I, I think I'm guilty of this being like, just pray, just have a prayer life and then you're done. <laughs> but it's not, it's not, that's not good advice. I don't know. I want, um, I want us all to experience more of God and less of ourselves. Uh, yeah. I think you're, I, I don't, based on my reading of, of the interior castle, I think many people who are living basically catholic lives are in the third mansion uh, i can't hear you it's not a it's not a it's not a it's not a score it's not it's a description of a state it's a description of a way of life in wherein like you can move in between the mansions all right i'm going back to the second mansion okay that's where all my friends are don't do that <laughs> i'm gonna go back i'm gonna hang out where i have some cheetos the 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 um she also says like the the more the, the the further down the mansion you go like the first there's like more creepy crawly things that got in from outside so there's more temptations and more dangers oh yeah scary snakes the second mansion is nice because there's the least amount of snakes right i don't remember. first first mansion a lot of snakes outside a lot of snakes third mansion onwards a lot of snakes second mansion you're you're safe from the snakes for a minute you know so uh, you're you're 100 right i'm just joking I, I should read it. Uh, I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to hear more reflections as time goes on. We're running out of time. I have a massive headache. We need to wrap this up. Is that so? Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. But you took Benadryl. Ba-na-num, ba-na-num. I did take Benadryl, but... I don't know. Oh. If anyone if anyone wants um, if anyone wants the Beatitudes examination, I'll send it to you. But... They can only ask for it on Discord. That's right. Discord.gg. Link in description. Join our Discord. We're only, Patrick, 22 members away from 200 members in our Discord. But if you if you use it, talk to someone that knows you well about it and make sure that it's not engendering any kind of scrupulosity or any kind of... You don't like, want Discord to cause any scrupulosity. No, 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 no. I didn't mean the Discord. I meant the, the examination. It was helpful for me for my last, my last few confessions. And it was nice because I, like, I went into confession... I went into confession that was with stuff that was actually real and wasn't just like watered down versions of my previous sins. You know what I mean? Kind of. I have this magical ability to come up with new sins every time. That's what everyone that's what everyone says is impossible. 
Well. I know it hurts. I'm sorry. It's not your point. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. This this Doctor Who's dating corner is from um is from Camille, so it's a long one. I'm ready. Not that Does Camille it need to be anonymous. It says no, Great. but um, do it. <laughs> I'm a core team member interested in the youth minister. Nice. <laughs> well, that's the second worst thing that it could have been. That could be. That's, that's the true. second worst person that could be interested in the youth minister. All right. So I think I already know what I want to do Good about priest. this, but I'm interested to see what y'all think. So I'm a 23-year-old female who graduated from college at the beginning of pandemic and started working nice. and being a realish adult a year ago. It was a tough go there for a while because I work from home and didn't have a community and just wasn't doing well mentally. I knew I needed to be around other Catholic young people, so in August, I joined the core team at a parish nearby to help out with the youth group. I met some great people and made friends and have an awesome small group of girls that I love and everything has been great mostly. Uh, at the beginning of October, I started to be interested in the high school youth minister, 29-year-old male. Let's call him John. 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 We have some shared interest and we texted a good bit about non-ministry related things for a month or so, but the female middle school youth minister, who's also my friend, told me that John had a rule about not dating his volunteers. And like fair, but also sad. But she told me a few days later that John said he was thinking about breaking his rule. (laughs) Nice. Go, John. Um, Nice. Oh, good news. He did break his rule. Bad news. He was a different volunteer. Oh, that hurts. That hurts so bad. Everyone just, everyone just cried. Uh, We'll call her Amy. Amy, the enemy of the podcast. She's a confirmation. Shoot her in both of her legs. (laughs) Hey, Amy, why don't you come follow me up to the 11th floor? That's where our youth group is meeting tonight. (laughs) Yeah, youth groups. It's in Pittsburgh tonight on Stanwix Street. She's a confirmation volunteer. So, and I don't volunteer with the confirmation class. It's just something that youth group. So I didn't know her at all. So when they started dating, I was sad for a couple of days, but quickly got to the point where I was like, cool. John and I are just friends. He's a great guy, so I'm happy to be his friend because I need yeah. friends. Anyway, yeah. I met Amy when hanging out with John, and Amy's great. John and I stopped texting as much. Fair. Became an occasional text about ministry or some random sports thing. It was a good boundary. We were obviously just friends, so I got over the crush pretty quick. Good. Fast forward about a month ago, he oh, broke no. up with Amy after dating Whoa. for a few months. Yeah, then you lose your volunteer. I get it, John. Oh, it's a good rule. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good rule. And last weekend was confirmation retreat. John was obviously there because it was his job. And Amy was there because she kind of had to be. And I went because I love retreats and had volunteered to help out. Lots and have I happened. John. Lots of things happened, but the basics are John and I spent a lot of time talking together and setting things up and debriefing after the session. I talked through things with him when he was freaking out and spiraling about logistics and help him figure it out. Amy spent a lot of time talking to the female volunteers about details of her and John's breakup while teens were around. <laughs> Oh no! And there was a lot of awkwardness between John. That's got to be some kind of HIPAA violation or something. <laughs> um, like there were times that Amy would purposefully make things uncomfortable with John. It was never anything explicit, but you could tell the subtext was like, "You broke up with me, but I'm here, and you still have to deal with me." Oh, that sucks. I think I know Amy. <laughs> <laughs> So after the retreat, I felt like John and I got closer. So now I'm not so sure if my feelings are actually gone or not. I watched the big game at his house with some friends. Nice. Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum. Oh, this is what she talked about in the Discord. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where she watched. She watched uh, Ocean's Eleven, right? That's when. <laughs> oh no! Way. Remember, remember. Doom, 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 doom. Everybody was crapping on Ocean's Eleven. In What's the, the plot hole in Ocean's Eleven? There's no plot hole. In the, so the guy was saying, like, how did they get the pamphlets? They brought the pamphlets with them into the vault in the first place. They brought fake bags. They brought fake pamphlets, and then they carried them out again. Or they had the they had the employees of the of the casino carry them out, put them in the white van. Then they, the SWAT team carried him out as they were taking away the the real money. It just you just had to pay attention, guy. It uh, whatever. Anyway, Ocean's Eleven is great. Watch it again, Camille. If you're listening to this, watch it again when you uh, are not asleep for the second half because it's way better. It it is. It can be a little lengthy, but it all pays off. Take so a shot gotta, every time Brad Pitt eats, and then you'll also miss the second. Take half. a shot. Take a shot every time freaking uh, George Clooney is on the screen doing the thing that he does so well. Which is every time he's act. on screen. <laughs> act. Oh yes, that's true. Carry on. So after the retreat, we watched the big game at his house with some friends, uh, and then everyone else left. I was getting ready to go, and he asked if I wanted to stay and watch a movie. Oh boy, he likes you. And it was fine. We just sat and watched and commented on it the whole time, and then I went home. I didn't pick up any romantic vibes. Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Sure. Um, but a lot of my friends seem to think that asking me to stay and watch a movie, just the two of us was a move. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Not sure if there's an actual question here. I'm just confused. Outwardly, I wouldn't think he'd want to date another volunteer after Amy because one, yikes, and two, I don't see him wanting to alienate any more volunteers. Finding volunteers is hard enough as it is, but then I also mm-hmm. find it odd that there have been a couple of different times we've hung out by ourselves recently and he's texted me saying he was sorry for acting weird when I didn't sense any weirdness. Oh, he's overthinking or your, your discussions. This guy likes you. Um, I feel like he's overthinking our interactions. Yeah, that's what you just said. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but when is the last time a guy overthought things about a girl he wasn't interested in, you know? Um, True. Like I said, I think I know what the move is here, but I'd love to get a second opinion. Say it with me, everybody. Say it with me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to see it. Hold on. You, you say what you think, and I'll say what I think. I was going to give an interpretation of the situation through the lens of the plot of Ocean's Eleven. So maybe I wasn't going to say what you wanted me to say. Basically, this guy is Tess, right? In the movie, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. So, so Tess is George is is Julia Roberts or whatever. Julia Roberts in the movie, and uh, Tess. What Tess does is Tess leaves George Clooney because he's a thief. He's a hustler. You know, he's yeah. And she and she's dating Terry Benedict, the slimy casino gang lord who has all this money and threatens to kill people and doesn't respect her and everybody knows that he doesn't respect her and she's just with him because he's rich he's a nice so guy he's not a nice guy he sucks he's terry benedict and no george so, clooney's a nice guy like why does george clooney's a nice why guy so date bad guys i'm not so all of the things that i just described about terry benedict in fact do not apply to amy but let's just say in this story that amy is terry benedict right she wins over uh the guy who's tess and uh you know it's like fun they're dating for a little bit and it's like wow this is really cool you know that we're together and let's go to an art show together and i'm gonna buy you an art gallery i'm gonna buy you everything you want john and john eventually loses interest because you want to know why you want to know why because he sucks no oh because because there's a dinner table scene right sure george Clooney's about to pull off the heist tess is in the casino Terry Benedict's in the casino. Terry and Tess are about to have dinner. George Clooney pulls up before Terry gets there and says, hey, you, you know you know that I love you or whatever. You know I used to make you laugh. And then Tess says, you know, you also used to make me cry. But it's like they're super flirty about yeah, the whole thing. Sure. Right? George he walks Clooney. away. Terry Benedict, Terry Benedict runs up. 
He's like, get the hell out of here. That's my future wife. I'm engaged uh-huh. to this woman. And, and George Clooney runs away. But Tess can't stop thinking about him. That dinner table conversation was this confirmation retreat, right? Okay. Yeah. The three of you were there. It was a little bit uncomfortable. Amy kept bringing up the whole thing. You were there and just like in it, right? You might have had some weird conversations with John, but he was thinking about you the whole time, right? The reason he was frazzled with logistics, come on, come on. Hey, Camille, can you help me with these logistics that I definitely don't have? I'm so frazzled with these logistics. That's all a youth minister does is plan. They don't do any ministry. They just do logistics, right? right. You're not wrong. So what I'm saying is you, being George Clooney in this scenario, stole not only, that's the great part about Ocean's Eleven, not only the money from the safe, but you stole Tess back from Terry Benedict. (laughs) Okay. That is why Ocean's Eleven is the best movie ever. That is why you two are about to date. I love it. I'm super excited. That's what why are you, what I, you, were you, gonna you, you know so much about this movie. I've seen once. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I was going to say the. I wrote an. I wrote a Catholic Match article about this. Did you? I wrote about a Catholic this particular about scenario. this particular instant about this particular piece of advice that you say all the time, which is. I need to I need to I need to pull up the exact phrasing because it's okay. that important. One sure. second. Usually people ask us, should I make the first move? The answer is ask the magic question. Hey, are you going to ask me out anytime sh- soon or should I move on? Nice. That's the magic question. That is the magic question. That's the magic That's good question. Advice. It's the what magic question. And and you know what? I, th- I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Can I customize it? Yes, you can. As long as it's only the first word. Maybe we hey. We have several options here at the Crunch Podcast Network available. You can rent or buy any of our customizable ask out questions yes. for only $19.95. Maybe, maybe hey isn't your style. Maybe hey, hey, that's fine. Hey. That's fine. You can say look or, or listen here, buster. <laughs> or maybe you want to go the international route and say escúchame. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the blog post. Sorry, I I stole content that I sold That's to okay. Catholic Match and I you used it for our podcast. Still, you wrote it. It's your IP. No, IP. The earlier. only person who's doing any stealing here is George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven when he stole Tess's heart and all of the money from the Bellagio vault, <laughs> which had so much money in it. Because that they ran out of it before Ocean's Twelve. Because it was a fight night. They did not run out of it before. Well, they they split up all the money. Yeah. There was over. There was like a hundred and fifty million dollars in the vault, mm. give or take. Mm. Right. They split it up. It's a little over ten million to each of them. But the problem is that Terry Benedict finds out who it is, and he comes back and he asks for the money back with interest, and everybody's freaking out because they didn't they didn't save it. They spent it all. You know. Yeah. And so they have to do one final job, one big job to, to pay it back. And so they steal a, the Fabergé egg in in Europe. Sure. It's kind of crazy. And then Ocean's 13 is actually pretty good. It comes back and it's like, it's a lot more grounded. I mean, like. Al Pacino's in Ocean's 13. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. So like, well, I don't, I don't get Ocean's 12. Like, so he found out who did it, but it's like, yeah. the point is he knew who did it. Yes. But like, you can't prove that I did it. Exactly. But so, so why he threatens it? to he threatens to kill them all. Oh, that's... but he knows he knows that they're the best heists in the game, and he knows that he can't get any 150 million dollars just you know just by walking around. People. So he's like, hey, if you guys don't pull off the heist of the century in Europe this time, <laughs> because we needed to do it in a different place, yeah, 
then uh, I'm going to kill you all and your families. Because we can't we can't have the biggest heist of the century both in Las Vegas. Because then they'll be like, oh, these guys Correct. are based in Las but Vegas. But the thing is about Ocean's 13, they're back in Vegas. So doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make like, any sense. These guys sense. are international. They go, to, they go to Europe. They go to Vegas. The two places that you can heist things. <coughs> I love I love heist movies. I do too. Heist it's movies crazy are then that you've only seen Ocean's 11 once because it's the best heist movie It's. I definitely watched Ocean's 12 first. That, so that's probably why you don't like it because Ocean's 12 is <laughs> markedly worse than Ocean's 11. Like probably by orders of magnitude. Brad Pitt's still eating though. So he's still, he really be eating. That. We've been talking about this for far too long. Camille, you're going to be fine. Use the line. Simpsons meme, say the line and say it. And then let us know how it goes. Call in at 521. I forget your phone number. Seven eight nine two one eight nine or whatever. Seven eight nine two one eight nine. No, no, no. Oh, the, that was not. That's not my phone number. That's the Crunch Podcast. Remember the Crunch Podcast. Seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. Do you still? Is, are there still messages on that thing? I don't know. It's defunct. We stopped paying for it. Oh, we were paying like for it? it. Gross. I don't know if we were paying for it, but it's gone now. So, but that was the number. You should be impressed that I remember that. We've got a Patreon page. We've got a discord page we've got a facebook page patrick has content all of this is in the description is there anything else i need to put in the description we've got a seek episode check it out seek 22 podcast feed what else is going on what else is on your um pa- patreon and discord if you want to support us go to patreon if you want to hang out with us go to discord we're pretty active in there try to be try to be <laughs> patrick do you have anything else for the people Please join me for my first heist, Oceans 101, where we get a bunch of Dalmatians <laughs> and rob a casino. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, with the, with the dogs. With the Dalmatians. Yes. Oh, they couldn't get through it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> How would you keep track of all the Dalmatians? Hey, who do you guys think that is heist? Maybe the guy who walked in here with 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> There's pee all over the vault. They pooped all over the vault. I'm pretty sure it was the guy with the Dalmatian. I don't know why he was wearing a Dalmatian costume. We know he's a human. Yeah. He was the tallest one. It's like the the I think you should leave scene where he's wearing the yeah. hot dog costume. He's like, we got to figure out who did this. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we'll see you all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.